0: Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Merlin, and under the leadership of Reverend Darrell K. Mason, Sr. And now today's podcast. This news with you. So, again, I'm still excited today, everyone. Uh, today, Um, Our speaker that is coming, our preacher is coming, is someone that you all know well. Uh, He serves on many ministries here at United Metropolitan, United Methodist Church. He serves as vice president of our United Methodist Men. Uh, He serves as one of our sound technicians, uh, and he is one of our certified lay servants. So at this time, I ask that you would put your hands together and welcome Johnny Rosettos, who will come and share the word of God with us today. Amen and amen. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Let's have a hand for Brother Johnny Rosettos. Good morning, everyone. Today's scripture lesson comes from John 10 verses 11 through 18, and it reads as such. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd, does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them in also. And they will also listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this commandment from the Father. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, may we heed your word and follow you. May we hear your voice and know you by name that way, when we reach heaven, you will know ours as well, because it will be written in the book of life. May we know what to listen for so we know how to follow you. For your guidance and, pro- for your guidance and protection from not only those who would have us stumble and fall, but also from ourselves and our own unholy desires. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, anyone that has seen sheep or knows anything about sheep know that sheep are skittish animals and are easily made anxious. So the shepherds don't smack the sheep on their behinds or yell and shout at them. Well, what do shepherds do? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Shepherds pay attention. They don't sleep on the job. They have a watchful eye. They have loving eyes. Shepherds fight any enemy who threatens to harm the sheep. As stated in probably the most quoted scripture in the Bible, the 23rd Psalm, shepherds lead their sheep to good things for the health and the well-being of the flock. Clean water, greener pastures, safety, and rest. Also, like another parable that you'll find in Matthew 18 verses 12 through 14, or in Luke chapter 15, 3 through 7, shepherds round up their law of sheep when one wanders away. A good shepherd doesn't just stand around and let the sheep graze wherever and for however they want. They lead them to greener pastures. Pastures that the sheep don't even realize are nearby because sheep can often be very nearsighted. Sound familiar? They only focus on what's right in front of them. So shepherds also lead sheep home. Yet, above all, shepherds lay down their lives for the sheep. The shepherd is not a hired hand. The hired hand runs away from the flock when danger comes. A hired hand is just doing a job. But to the shepherd, the sheep are everything to him. Jesus said in John 10, chapter 15, as the father knows me, even I know the father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. The illustration of the shepherd and the sheep is about a relationship of mutuality and trust. The spiritual path is a journey of seeking after God, just as we trust that God is already and always seeking after us. There's a saying that goes, a friend is someone who knows all about you and still thinks that you're great. (laughs) That's why as Christians, we can sing that old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Because God knows everything about us, every little deceitful act, every little disgusting thought, every little evil deed that we've done, and he still thinks that we're great. The shepherd knows his sheep completely, the timid, the greedy, the foolish, the easily distracted, and the selfish followers that we can be. God also knows that within each of us are deep hungers and desires that we have, which make us tremendously susceptible to being distracted by competing voices. That false voice that tells us that we are less than enough. But God's voice says we are more than enough. Whenever people have tried to highlight what they did not have, God ask the question, what do you have? Elijah asked that. Elisha asked that. The Lord asked Moses that. Jesus asked his disciples that. What do you have? God knows what we don't have because all that we have is given by him. So that goes to show that those false voices are sometimes our own. We might have moments where everyone is worshiping on Sunday and into the service, and we stand there with them, but we're not feeling the music. We're not feeling the love of God or of others. Instead, we feel alone and disconnected. We feel like we don't read our Bible enough, we don't pray enough, or even serve the kingdom of God enough, and then we wonder what's wrong with us. We may even ask ourselves, am I an imposter? Truth is, most Christians who struggle with feelings of being an imposter need to realize that generally, people who fake their Christian devotion are not the ones self-examining. Real imposters in faith are those who may go to church, talk the talk, but don't question their own motives because for the most part, They simply don't care. Theirs is an attitude of not wanting to fix their phoniness. So they continue without worry or care. They don't repent or humble themselves or draw close to the good shepherd that is Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 11 verses 28 through 30 come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me that I am gentle and lowly in heart. For you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I struggled with this as a young believer. The yoke, well, not because I thought, you know, the yoke was an egg and the yoke was a harness. <laughs> That wasn't struggle. I mean, that was a struggle when I was a kid, but then I learned the difference, yoke and yoke. But the struggle I had was it didn't feel easy. It felt quite the opposite. It felt heavy, burdensome, nearly impossible. I felt like I could never do or be enough for God. And looking back, I see that I was attempting to live a sanctified life apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. I was trying to pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of Christianity. Which is not God's intention and misses the entire point of Christianity. Which is Christ's sacrifice. If we could do it ourselves, there would be no need for Jesus. There would be no need for grace. Legalism would get us to heaven. When we feel inadequate or like an imposter Christian, we are actually in a state of being lost sheep and need to listen for the voice and guidance of the Good Shepherd. We need to get away from the distractions of other voices that will have us wandering and lost. We also have to recognize that we may be following some things that seem harmless, but are actually drawing us further from Jesus. It could be something as simple as music, a TV show, Food, friendships, etc. It could be us following a path put in place for us by our parents. Some parents try to live their life through their children. They try to accomplish all the things in life they wanted to accomplish and all the things they wanted to do in their life through their children, with no regard of how the Lord has shaped or made their children. You know you're. Fellas, your dad might have used to hoop around Turkey Thicket or down the farms and he had dreams of being in the NBA, but you're barely five foot and you can't dribble or shoot to save your life. I ain't talking about me. I'm I'm a little over five foot. (laughs) Or, ladies, your mom might have been a musician and you can't even play a tambourine or a triangle. Ting, ting, shake, shake. Nah, no, it's just not working. <sighs> or we could be following a path laid for us out by others and what they expect us to be. Growing up, people might have said, you can draw. You should be an artist. And you look at it like, yeah, I can draw. So you spend your life trying to accomplish being a successful artist, but with no passion and without even thinking about what you really want to do, or even without ever thinking about what the Lord has led you to do, you might have been good at drawing because it was the foundation for you to be an architect. Are we following the path of least resistance? We get out of school, we know we need to get a job, so we need to start working and making a living, so we take the first job we come across, and then we're scared to leave that job because we become complacent. We've gotten a little good at it. We feel like we can't walk away from the money we're making. So we spend a lifetime doing a job we hate just because we didn't listen to the voice of the shepherd. See, the schemes that the devil is using today are nothing new. He's been telling the same tired, worn out lie since the beginning of the time. He's been telling the same lies since the Garden of Eden. And the Good Shepherd knows this because he's been around from the beginning. John 1.1, 1, 1, it tells us yeah. that in the beginning was the Word. Yeah. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Yeah. Jesus has been around forever. Yeah. Way before we started getting calls about our extended warranty on our cause, He's been around longer than the CVS receipt. He's been around forever, ever. Forever, ever? Forever, ever. So he's, he's seen a few things. Nothing surprises him. He's seen what happens to people when we follow God's will versus when we follow our own. He's seen what happened when we live in sin Verses when we obey God's word. He has seen the peace and the joy we have when we follow him. He's seen the pain and the misery and wrecked lives we experience when we go our own way. He will provide us a way out when we are tempted. It says in 1 Corinthians 10:13: No temptation has overtaken you except such as in common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but with temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. When we don't follow those escape routes that the Lord provides from the things that tempt us, we lose our way. That comes from following the shepherd of our desires instead of following the good shepherd of Jesus the Christ. This is why in this parable we are compared to sheep. Sheep easily get lost. How often do we as Christians get lost? Be it our own thoughts or actions. Sheep don't have a homing instinct. Unlike other not like other animals. So they're incapable of finding their way to their sheepfold. Even when it's in plain sight. How often do we not see the forest for the trees? The way out is in plain sight, but we're too caught up in our desires that we don't even see it. Sheep are pretty defenseless too. They have no sharp teeth, no claws, and even if they aren't directly injured, sometimes they die from panic when they're attacked. Yeah, stress can kill you. Now, yeah, they can use their horn to defend themselves and. They have a powerful kick, but they're no match for predators like wolves. They have no capacity to run, outrun much faster predators, and they wouldn't even excel in a fight. They also need the safety and the security of a shepherd's care. It's a fact that if sheep go too long without being sheared, the excess wool can cause overheating, which can lead to death. So not only do they need the guidance and protection, but they need the regular care of a shepherd. Yes, we can do as the scripture tells us, but without prayer and repentance, we are no match for spiritual warfare. Sheep are also natural followers, which is why they have a reputation for aimlessly following the crowd. People won't know what's going on. But if they see a group of people crowding around, they will naturally follow to see what's going on over there. If I was in the middle of a crowd right now and I take off running with no warning, I bet other people will start running, too. No questions asked. No run coordinator, nothing. Not even going to look back. They just, oh, he running, I'm running. Once a sport team starts winning championships, they start to get all these bandwagon followers. Not like the Cincinnati Bengals, they don't have that problem. (laughs) People don't know anything about the team history. All they know is, well, they're winning. I want to be in the winner's circle too. Now, the one thing sheep do have and that we need to use is excellent hearing. We have to be able to hear the Holy Spirit so we can decipher when the Lord is speaking to us or when it's some other entities that are not of God speaking to us. Or even if it's just something that we may desire that will lead us astray. We listen for God's voice in a few different ways. One, of course, through scripture. The word of God speaks to us through the rich stories and characters of the Old Testament, which are given uh, to us to set the stage for the gospels and the teachings of Christ in the New Testament. Second Timothy says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. Biblical knowledge is an imperative for a Christian In the same way, a carpenter needs to learn his craft and take pride in the quality of his work. I have a brother that's a carpenter. If we're somewhere and he sees some shoddy workmanship, he'll rub the wall and he'll be like, man, I don't know who did this. I even have a buddy who's a mason. True story. Back when I would, you know, frequent some other locations, we were in line waiting to enter said location. And said location was a brick structure. Him being a mason was looking at the craftsmanship of the brickwork. And he's like, oh man, this this is pretty good, but this right here is a little off. He's not focusing about what we're about to go do. He's so in tune to his craftsmanship that when he sees something, he knows how it should look and what it should look like, the right and the wrong. And that's how we should be as Christians it's also important that we listen to the still small voice of the holy spirit now this is a familiar phrase that can be translated literally as the voice of silence or a silent whisper it speaks of spending time listening to the spirit in quiet times without audible distractions now I find myself that many of the best times and most inspired ideas for serving God have come in times when I'm riding by myself with no music playing, or just in the shower, or just sitting outside, quieted my spirit long enough to be still and listen. Yeah. The only things I hear were the sounds of nature. Jesus promises that He'll come to you, He'll come to us in the person of the Holy Spirit the counselor, who will always help us, but often through a silent whisper or gentle nudges. We can also sense God's voice through the lives and counsel of other Christians. The scripture says in Proverbs twelve seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so is man the counterance of his friend. Where will we be without the support or the counsel of other Christians? Where would Metropolitan be without the saints that have gone on before us? Just as God has created the natural family to nurture and guide us, he has also designed the church as his spiritual counterpart, given to encourage, enlighten, and inspire us. Jesus Christ is the faithful shepherd of our souls, loves us, and wants to guide and protect and care for us. So may we listen for his voice through scripture, prayer and fellow believers to draw closer to him. Listen to his voice. Spend time with the Lord asking him to speak to you. Meditate on his word. Use quiet time for God to speak to you rather than you speaking to God. For he will never lead you into a bad situation. (laughs) And let the church say amen. amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.